Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to another episode of Pixel Hunt. My name is Malcolm Cano, and joining us, as they normally do in the studio, are our co-hosts, Mr. Michael Carl. Hello. Mr. James Baker. Hello, hello. And Mr. Tyler Dirt. Hello there. How are you guys doing today? Doing just, just fine. Peachy keen. Yep. Fantastic. Uh, good, I've wasted my day away. Oh, good. That's what I like to hear. And I'm, now you've got all your day ready for this. Yep. I'm technically still conscious. All right. That's what I like to hear. Good morale check. At least I'm still conscious. So, we'll start things as we normally do with some of the new releases. We have <clears throat> Earth Defense Force Iron Rain coming out today on PS4. We have the new Nintendo Labo VR kit coming to the Switch don't you snicker <laughs> what too late it's nintendo's attempt at a serious cardboard based yeah, vr game system nuts leave it alone it's a great idea well google did it so. yeah i well google didn't have like a fishing rod and a gun you attached to your head yeah that's better <laughs> okay that's taking what google started and making it something awesome Making cardboard a, guns that you strap as like a like a periscope. Anyway, we also have the Konami arcade classics coming out on PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC, April thirteenth. I assume it's just a ploy by Konami because they have to make money somehow. Uh, Anno, besides pachinko machines, of course. Uh, Anno eighteen hundred is coming to the PC on April sixteenth. Uh, Final Fantasy X and Final Fantasy X 2 HD Remaster. It's coming to the Xbox One and Switch on April 16th. Uh, Tanks Meet Zombies coming to the Switch on April 16th. What? Yeah, it's a Switch game and tanks and zombies. I think the tanks would win. Depends on how many zombies you get up in the, like, the delicate motor parts. That's true. Because if you, if you get enough zombie gristle up in there, you can jam a tank. <laughs> but, ah, uh, Yes. They this can't is... get in the tank, though. Right, but like... They don't need to. Yeah. If just... they stop the tank from moving, the tank stops being a viable method of attack or defense and becomes a hillock under a bunch of zombie corpses. And then all your... The and then everybody the inside the tank dies. Yeah, they just starve to death. You don't have to be, like, especially strong. You just need to, you know, bog down the enemy enough. No, nah, they did it in Walking Dead. It's okay. Now nah, that... Yeah, that's right. No, didn't everyone in the tank die? No. Uh, I mean... Didn't he hide least, under the tank? No, yeah. from the first season, yeah, the f- I remember what happens is he went, he goes to Atlanta, and then he finds a tank, opens right. it, goes inside, one of them is a zombie, yeah. kills it, and then he's stuck in the tank for a bit, right. and then Glenn comes and saves him somehow. I don't remember how. Right. right. So, like, but that dude was who was trapped. dead in the tank, like, starved to death, probably, like, killed himself. And uh, he's, he's still it. No, he, he, all right, speaking of zombie games, World, uh, <laughs> Wasteland 2 coming to the Switch on April 16th, and World War Z coming to the PS4, Xbox One, PC on April 16th. Uh, incredibly late, like, movie book video I game mean, tie-in, and I am, once again, I'm just very confounded about why they would bring World War Z to, to these consoles now. In all honesty, I mean, I've read that it's a spiritual successor to Left 4 Dead. Really? So, yeah. Uh, so while I did not like the movie at all, loved the book, 
this may be good because I've been dying for a Left 4 Dead 3. It's been and through so much stuff. Valve, Valve don't do threes. No, they don't. Uh, we also have Brook coming to PS4, Xbox One, and Switch on April 17th. Not sure what that game is. And also, uh, this is a little bit ahead, but Cuphead coming to the Switch on April 18th. So that's exciting. Yay. I like Cuphead, and I think it's, uh, it's a fantastic game. Now you can torture yourself on the go. Yeah, you can go on a plane and yell angrily into the air. Well, is it Dark Souls on Switch too? Yes. Yep. <laughs> Similar. You can download... Uh, hi, I'd like to download the... I'm about to have an aneurysm starter pack. It's a Switch, Dark Souls, and Cuphead. And Tetris. It's like a special edition of the console that you can buy. Yeah. It just comes preloaded with all those games. It's blood clot red. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so... Today, we are going to be focusing in on uh, a new, po- possibly revolutionary leap in the world of video game technology that'll soon join the likes of the Victor Max and the Virtual Boy. Huge leaps forward in tech and ability. I'm talking, of course, about the Google Stadia, or Stadia, I don't know. Uh, it is a idea that rather than a console, uh, people will stream play games on whatever device you want. And so the, imagine, you're, you're, out there, you're outside and you're having a great time, but there's a game that you want to play more than anything else, but there's no monitor or console in sight, so what, do you, what, is a, what is a young gamer to do? Well, I'll tell you, young man or young woman, you whip out your Google Stadia controller you hook up to your phone and somewhere preferably within a couple of miles a google like data center will begin to boot up and run a video game it will then stream you playing that video game to your phone so all you need is a controller and a device that can be streamed to and you could play a game without needing a console, without needing any kind of uh, additional uh, software you just be able to play it uh, on a phone, but you come home, you've, you've finished your outing for some reason, playing a video game on your phone in public, but you come home and you want to play it on your television. Well, the idea is that you'd be able to cast that onto the TV, continue playing, and it'd be the exact same game. And again, you'd be able to do this all without using a console. Of course, there are a few issues that arise with this, and this is kind of what we're going to be talking about. Because in order to do this, you need an infrastructure that only, like, Amazon, Google, or Facebook could possibly achieve. Of, like, you need, you need such fast internet to cut down on lag. Because imagine playing a game, and if you think, like, Nintendo $20 a month lag is bad, imagine 30 seconds in which your screen goes dark as your Wi-Fi cuts out, but the game is still running on a server. So the enemies still come at you and things still happen. Can I tell you stories about World of Warcraft? Please go because ahead. Because I can tell you stories about exactly what happens in a game that's still running on the server side when your feedback cuts out. What, what happens, Jim? You wake up dead. Exactly. Or in really severe cases, you wake up in a place you don't remember being because something... Like, maybe, say, you were auto-running. You were... You were automatically moving in one direction because you there's a hotkey to toggle to just run forward 
and now you're auto running through a forest with 18 werewolves chasing you. It's like, and you've overshot where you yeah. wanted to go. That's... Or you're you're frantically swimming out into a dead zone, and you're about <laughs> to die because your fatigue bar is filling, and you can't get back to shore in time. And then you try to go out and get your body, and your ghost dies to fatigue because you're that far out. Me oh. that one night on the ped mall. Yeah. So. This is one of the big issues with Google Stadia, 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 one of the two. It would require uh, speeds the likes of which we haven't seen yet. So perhaps it would be a good implementation of up the upcoming 5G LTE uh, Wi-Fi. Hopefully, with the the in the same way that the jump to 4G LTE on a lot of smartphones allowed. Uh, a lot of people who are using smartphones to browse a lot faster. Um, hopefully, this will do the same thing once we get to 5G. But it doesn't exist yet. So, eh, it doesn't... Technically, the, the one of the issues of lag has not been solved. Or, we don't know how Google intends to solve it. Yeah. No, we're not even close. There's also the issue that... Google would then have to be maintaining these massive server farms. Correct. Literally almost anywhere they had customers. Yes. Which means that this would be a very expensive proposition. They'd have to charge something for it, which yep. means suddenly this is a service industry. It's a, it's not a, a live purchase. service. Yeah. So it's, it's gaming as a service in... An even more technologically enhanced, wondrously impractical fashion. So, supposedly, according to Google, stop. According to Google, it will be uh, it will be able to capable of streaming video games in 4K resolution at 60 frames per second with the support with support for high dynamic range to players via the company's numerous data centers across the globe. And if they are if they are using a sufficiently high quality internet connection, it will be accessible through the company's Google Chrome web browser, the service's integration with YouTube, and its state share feature, which allows viewers of Stadia Stream to launch a game on the on the service on the same save state as the streamer has been used as a selling point for the service, and it's compatible with USB controllers. Uh, Though a proprietary controller manufactured by Google with a direct Wi-Fi link to data centers will be made available alongside alongside the service. Known in development as Project Stream, the service was debuted through a, through a closed beta running Assassin's Creed Odyssey in October 2018, with a public release planned in late 2019. It's a direct competitor to Sony's Interactive Entertainment, PlayStation Now service, and Microsoft's Project uh, xCloud. So, that's so... Now. That's it. They, like this is what why when I when I saw the the announcement I thought oh this is way too good to be true the things that like it's of course and, and of course this is what you're supposed to do you're supposed to be like oh it's gonna oh man it's gonna be able to do everything and stream in 4K and like uh, you'll be able to play games wherever if you have a good good enough internet yeah there's connection. that if <laughs> like if you have a good enough internet connection what. What internet connection could possibly be good enough? Let me tell you, it's not our Mediacom connection. That for sure is not gonna hack it. Can't even run Smash. Can't even run. <laughs> I blame I blame Nintendo's internet yeah. stuff, but yeah. like even so, even when we're running the internet, even when no one's on, just playing Apex Legends, sometimes 
we hit like pretty bad stuttery lag. And like I can't imagine what that would look like if if suddenly you desynced and the, the lag, the latency between games got between like went up in the seconds. Where like you hit a button and it's got to travel along a signal to a data center, execute it, and then travel back to you and show you the thing happening on the screen. You know what that looks like? Uh, that that slideshow. Because I've been there. Yeah, it, it looks like a slideshow in which you get your face stomped. That is, that is exactly what that looks like because your character is executing moves that like when you pressed the key, there was a valid target for that move or there was a person in range or um, you you were capable of casting because you weren't dead. But by the time the execute command comes through on your screen, there's no valid target, so right. the ability doesn't fire. Or there's no one in range, so you fire off a personal AoE and nothing happens because there's nobody there anymore because they already wandered away. Or you're dead, and so the ability just goes, you can't do that while dead. Right. Not to mention the fact that uh, many of the the fact that data ha- or the fact that Google has to rely on a series of data centers throughout the world in order to cater to every single person means that they need to ensure that a, that you, no matter where you are in the world, if you're in a populated area, you can't be more than like a couple hundred miles away. From a Google data center. You have to. And every data center has to have enough copies of every game that they can all handle being spun up multiple times for multiple clients at any given moment. It looks like Google's going to have to delete. To free up space, they're going to have to delete all of our personal data they've archived and start making room for some of these games. Oh, but where are they going to get all that income without our personal data? Well, that's a great... I'm glad you asked because you know what they will be able to get with the fact that you'd be able to stream a game service from anywhere. You'd be connected to Google services. Not only that, I can guarantee you that Google will be taking more measurements than just like, oh, are you connected to the service? Again, and the tinfoil hat's kind of coming on for this one. But if I had to guess, I'd say that this is probably going to play into a lot of Google's typical marketing. They're going to be like, oh, well, we noticed that you like to play these games at this time in this location and you prefer to work at these speeds and we find that you like to play in this time frame. Would you like this product or these things or this game? Like it's uh, Google, if it can get you on a, a live services, the fact that they already harness so much data about its u- about their users means that like if you're connected all the time to the Google service, I'm a little concerned about what that would mean for the future of playing these games. I also, like, as as ridiculous as it sounds, I'm concerned of this doing too well. Yeah, no, and we've all been expressing doubts about this, but remember, it is Google. Right. And, and we all just admitted that they are capable of storing all of that data. Exactly. They are, if anyone could do it, it would be Google. So they, yeah. So I, I find that when they announce something like this, it's because they see it as completely viable. Yes, Google, uh, and I agree. I don't think Google would jump into something like this. Yeah. If they did, it'd be hilarious. Is, but yeah, and I mean that is that's a bit scary. I'm just the thing I'm doubtful about is their time frame, and I don't know if they mean this as some sort of tiered release or something mm-hmm. because they have to have a test phase for something they like did this. they had they ran assassin's creed odyssey and doom eternal in closed betas okay 
Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think one of my friends was actually part of one of those. Really? Yeah, he was playing Assassin's Creed Odyssey through a streaming service. Yep, and it, that is it. Yeah, and he said it it worked really well, and yeah. he enjoyed playing it. Apparently, uh, so there were three games that were planned to launch on uh, on the Stadia, and it's Assassin's Creed Odyssey, which was used in the Project Stream test in October 2018 in uh, 1080p resolution, and id Software's Doom Eternal are both planned to launch with 4K resolution, 60 frames per second, and HDR support. An unannounced third game being developed by Q Games will utilize the platform's state share feature. Um, so the, the the state share feature would essentially work like a um, it plays into the name of the product. Stadia is meant to be is a plural of stadiums, and so the idea was that these are meant to be like indi- like small stadiums of entertainment. So you can come and watch someone, but you can very easily jump into whatever game that person is playing. So like if you see a streamer. That's in, that's playing a game, and because Google owns YouTube, it, they're kind of pairing up the functionality that we've kind of seen with YouTube, where YouTube can kind of connect. You can hook it up to a couple of different accounts, and if someone's streaming something, you might get the ability to click something and jump to where you can find the game or play the game. Um, we might see a similar thing with Google with uh, Stadia, in which if you see a streamer that's playing a game, and you're like, oh, cool, you can kind of click on it. I don't and know. Join their game. Yes, and join the game that they are playing. Whew. But you need to own the product first. How right. does how does this work? We don't know. Okay, and that's that's the, that's the very strange I'm very logistical legal issue. Where it's like now and this is and this is also why I wanted to bring this up because we've had conversations before about who owns a game? How do you who own a owns game? The product. Who owns the product? Yeah. Now it's like it's not even that you own a physical disc and the right to play the physical disc on a piece of uh, hardware. Uh, now it's like here we. I'm gonna pay some money to this service that grants me the ability to stream access something at a different site. But it's still you don't have a physical disc. If the service goes down, there's you, nothing. You could be renting that phone. Yeah, you can... Jeez. Uh. Literally, this entire thing is a way for people to throw Google money. Yes. Um, it's to... Yep. There's... We are moving away from ownership of private property at an alarming rate. Isn't it? Although... Well, physically... Like, the, the private property you can, like, hold in your hands. Well, no. Any kind of property. Oh, like, okay. So, this is moving away from ownership of software. Yeah. We don't... Nobody... As far as I'm aware, like, you don't have to pay for Chrome, so you don't own Chrome. Um, you the, you might not even own the phone you're streaming from, or whatever device. You could, you could rent or loan or, or whatever that device. You're probably going to be paying by the month or by the week or by some time period for access to these servers if it's anything like the... Um, game services we have today the particularly mmos which right now require a client side but in the future who knows um and yeah like there isn't we're we're moving rapidly away from the kind of game that you take a disc put it in a thing install it and then play it on your thing whenever you want and don't need to connect to somebody else to do it Okay. Which is you are, yes. alarming. And we will come back to that 
But it is 7.30, so you know what that means. We gotta do the weather. Oh boy, oh boy. Currently in Iowa City, it's uh, partly cloudy, 52 degrees. But fellas, what does it feel like? Mm. Damp. Damp. All right. <laughs> A little bit. 48. Okay. 51. 50. 49. Wow. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. Oh, all right. And Atril said, hey, I'm going to guess it feels like 43. Uh, but he also can't listen because the Wi-Fi is not good where he's at. Wah, 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 wah. Still, well, you're still kind of close. You got it. Still <laughs> right. pretty close. Still lost. Congratulations, Tyler. You've won the weather. That's right. So, but back to your point, Jim. I completely agree that, like, at this point, it's less and less ownership. And is is that necessarily a bad thing? Should we? have to own these things or is it easier when you can just access it from anywhere i asked the you. the idea of access from anywhere isn't the part i have a problem with hmm. the thing i have a problem with is the constantly being charged for access um i like being able to sit at home with my own pc with the games that i have paid for and just sit down and play one of those games. Yep. Um, admittedly, I pay an access fee to Blizzard every month, um, or every so many months, depending on how much money I have to fork over at the time that I sign up for membership. Uh, but I, aside from that, most of my games, I own them. I can sit down and play them whenever. I don't have to worry about a, a fee. And the... The idea that I'm helping to pay for the equipment that somebody else is upkeeping for me that belongs to somebody else bothers me a little bit. Um, which is funny when I think about it because, you know, part of me is all, yeah, socialism for the good of the many. And then I sit here and think about this and go, wait a minute, this is kind of a socialist policy. But at the same time, it's being set up in such a way that the profit will flow to the top of Google's hierarchy and not a whole lot that I've seen that I really care about is going to be coming back my way. Right. So, sorry, that got a little long-winded and convoluted, but point being, I'm very unsure about this and I don't like this, the idea of being able to, only being able to rent my entire gaming thing. Right. Like, I, I like having the option to just be like, no, I have the spare income. I'm going to buy this, and it is going to be mine, and it will just be around when I want it. Like, if there's anything that I have learned about streaming services, it is that they're not always around when you want them. That is yeah. correct. Especially they can always take it away from you. When, you, when your media yeah. comm connection goes down and you lose a you lose internet connectivity in your home, does that just mean that, like, well... Every single game you have is on a server, and you can't access it. Sorry. Um, rather, as with here, and that did happen to us recently, and we resorted to playing games on consoles or games that we had already downloaded onto devices. Or board games. Or board games. Or we churned butter. Yes. <laughs> They're lying. They didn't actually churn butter. Oh, we were close. <laughs> we were so close. You missed it. I we almost... were dressed in the old prairie clothing. <laughs> With our bonnets. When's Pa coming home? The dust is getting into my lungs. I mean, you guys <laughs> left, but I 
I definitely churned butter. Yeah. <laughs> I do. After, it's after, hard. It's difficult. It I've never done it before. It's very hard. I don't know what goes on in your room, Mike. It's just an it old timey butter churn. It is truly a mystery. <laughs> just got a butter churn. <laughs> I just used my laundry hamper. It didn't work very well. Oh. oh was so such, was that what that smell was a, this such morning? A, such a poor decision. <laughs> so many poor decisions. Like fabric and... And butter. Butter? But like, <laughs> rancid butter. Yeah, rancid. Smells like rancid butter some, and fabric softener like, in here. Yeah, some, some Tide and, <laughs> and butter. Rancid butter and Tide Pots? So the butter was rancid. It's fresh. <laughs> there are also issues concerning uh, a couple of things, including price and development. Does this mean that developers now have to make games for the PS4, Xbox One, PC, and Google Stadia? Or is it like, well, we can just put it on the Stadia and that's it. We'll just stream it online or will they continue making games for the consoles and will google take responsibility for porting them jeez see i, I think, don't that, think so yeah. no i know they won't. they won't i'm just throwing it out there but as would... a thing that could happen yeah, again that's that's, that's weird that's very unsure legal territory because as soon as google takes it and begins work on it then technically they own a separate product from the one that released on consoles mm-hmm. Right. Which, yeah. So it's like now no, you're... no developer would ever go for so that. So now yeah. you're you're paying for a p- paying to use a streaming service that has been that has co-opted another game that they yeah. ported from That's a dev- an intellectual property <laughs> that they don't own. So technically yeah. yeah, it would just play a game of intellectual property twister. You don't yeah. know where where what begins and what ends. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's that's what it could become. I so... I assume it just means that a game will have to be very well optimized and optimized specifically for Google Stadia. Now, now think about Arkham Knight. Yeah, exactly. And uh, most publishers aren't really willing to do things like that right. because it doesn't benefit them. Because, like, any what's way. the point? Well, like, why would you? What what benefit would you have? Yeah, it's like optimizing for uh, Nvidia's SLI service at this point. Right. No developers do it anymore. Because there's no need. For yeah, it. yeah, exactly. It's such a, a small portion of PC consumers that would actually use it, and even then, the gains are so minor. I wouldn't. Now there might be a, de- a deal where Google, like, I, I actually, I don't know. Maybe your the what you proposed, Jim, might be possible. Where Google's like, hey, we will pay you a premium if you also make your game so it can be ported to our our service. It's a thing they could do. Yeah. But, you know, like everything they have to shell out more money for, and we're already up to either rights for the game or like the the price of the company making yet another port plus the initial investment of like getting all of this stuff wired into the data centers because the data centers as they stand are not going to be able to do this. They're going to need to modify them. Plus ongoing expenses for things like customer service help and um, maintenance of the data centers, which is going to have to increase because they're just flat out adding an entirely new set of functions to the data center that they didn't have before, which will require a separate set of maintenance from what's already in place. Like the, the costs of this thing are going to be immense. And I don't know, like, that's all gonna fall on consumer shoulders, and ugh. so um, I also 
I, I looked this up. Um, so Google's uh, quarterly revenues. I, I just when we're since we're talking about price and like what like what is what could Google possibly shell out? So Google like last quarter made in 2018 made 39.12 billion dollars, up from 33.6. They had a they had a growth of of like six point point like six billion or six or excuse me yeah six point something billion dollars that's worth one of, quarter that's a that that's a, that's a couple of months yep right Ooh. but if you think they're just gonna lay that down without expecting to get it back they, but they oh but will, they will they will get it back <laughs> if they it, like the, the thing that that also kind of freaks me out about the google study is that like the the sheer audience we might be seeing a a streaming service that could reach billions of people google might have like billions of subscribers um and and even having millions of subscribers like netflix we've seen how much money you can make by having a subscription based streaming service across uh, the uh, across the entire world and how much money Netflix has been making that has then given them money to reinvest back into certain projects. Um, and I think uh, we might see a similar type of growth with Google in which uh, because they have the capital to start this, all it takes is them starting this, a moderately successful uh, release. Hopefully it's not, it's, if it's too buggy or word of mouth spreads, it'll probably die off, which is, one of the big things. It's let's hope it's not an anthem release. I, oh, don't let EA anywhere near it. Yeah, don't don't worry. Thankfully, I, EA doesn't own Google yet. I mean, it would be a much bigger thing if Google had a blunder that bad. It would be. It would. It would be <laughs> one of the most astronomical fails, uh, like in business history. The uh, Apple Maps bad. It was Apple Maps that bad. Oh, you don't remember that whole I, thing? No, it's terrible. It was I know really it was, bad. I know it was bad, but I didn't yeah. know it was that bad. When it, when it first released, I think it was the iPhone 4 came exclusively with the, the Apple Maps app, and it was so buggy, and it was a disaster. <laughs> it was really bad. Yeah, if you if you had an iPhone 4, cough, cough, like I did, cough, uh, you did not use your maps to go anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> you, you literally looked up map directions on your PC at home, wrote them down like some kind of pleb, grabbed an actual <laughs> physical map to put in your car and then left home. Apple is that an experience is... that you had, Jim? <laughs> multiple times, yes. <laughs> many, many times. I actually not, just put not the many, entire map multiple. over the windshield <laughs> and traced real. along it with a pen as I drove forward. <laughs> <laughs> it was more, it was better, more efficient and easier to manage than, <laughs> than Apple And somehow, yes. safer. Sa- <laughs> <laughs> I could... <laughs> Because I Apple wasn't Maps being, I wasn't being threatened told, my life. I wasn't being told to make left turns off of bridges <laughs> yes, all the time. Um, they so, still force that on your phones, too. Do they actually? My iPhone still has Apple Maps on it, which <laughs> I actively avoid by using Google Maps. When you buy, no, when, yeah, exactly. When you purchase a, uh, a device with Internet Explorer, and your fir- the first and only search in Internet Explorer is download Google Chrome. <laughs> or Firefox. Or Fire, just anything else. Literally any other browser. Just yes. please not Internet Explorer. And they're like, <laughs> I love it too because it's a small aside, but they give a small little desperation thing that's like, oh, but 
we we've changed and there's a lot of new features and look at all these things you can do <laughs> hey the internet explorer can do stuff too and then you're like no <laughs> nah, bro we out i want something that will work um so want, sorry if anyone's a, like. a, an internet explorer fan also hi Welcome to the future. Welcome to the future, Internet Explorer fans. <laughs> Sorry uh, that you use Internet Explorer. Uh, you must be from the past listening to this podcast somehow. Um, from your AOL account. <laughs> <from> your... <laughs> Jesus, uh, Tyler, don't get so cold. That's, uh, yeah, we'll actually we'll monetize it so hard that we'll send copies of the podcast back in time. Yo, Before we, it even began, and start uh, advertising it in the past. We'll be we'll, we'll put ads up on MySpace and uh, <laughs> instant message us on AIM. <laughs> Yikes! I can't. Yeah, get it. Get the whole suite of Pixel Hunt stuff. But if you like what you're hearing, speaking of which, if you're listening on a streaming service like SoundCloud, uh, you may want to leave a like or subscribe or do whatever you can on those sites. And if you are listening on the radio and you'd like to hear more of what we're doing, you can find us online at uh, SoundCloud, Pixel Hunt. Look up Pixel Hunt. It's the one with the chibis. Yeah, you could also bother Malcolm online. At a Pixel Hunt. Yes. Bother me, please. <laughs> I'm desperate. It. I want it. That didn't sound dirty at all. Um, so, one of the other, and I also wanted to, to broach this question. All right. I'm going to ask the question, we'll hear a quick word, and then we'll actually get into it. I don't know you like that. Yes. So, how will Google monetize the platform's pricing model for... Uh, how will Google monetize this technology after spending years putting it together? How will developers and publishers make money, and how will consumers be, pay, uh, be paying them that money? Will that model be radically different from anything we've seen before? Like, what, how in the world is Google supposed to, how is money supposed to happen in this system? It'll probably just be subscription-based. Right. Like, you'd have to have a subscription to sign on. But how do developers get paid in that situation? Uh, if they add their games onto their service, and then they get a big cut from having their games on there. Perhaps. I think money money doesn't need to exist once we become a part of Google and we're actually <laughs> absorbed into its ethereal hive mind. Yeah. Well, you're get, we're getting ahead of ourselves. That's and that's at we, least a couple and, and, years and off. We're all pl yeah, we're, we're all <laughs> pleasantly sedated. Once I, we become yeah. part of the the all mind. Yes. Yeah. And then we ascend our bodies. It is the Borg. And the mortal coil which keeps us here on Earth. <laughs> <laughs> we actually we have to hear a quick word, but we'll be back with these Borg related messages. <laughs> Howdy. And we're back. So, the Borg, huh? Yes. Yes, we'll slowly be absorbed into all of that. I can't wait for us to go into the Oasis. And occasionally, when the Wi-Fi goes down, you'll escape from your Google Stadia pod and realize the pale, pallor, unhealthy tone of your skin and the amorphous, shapeless contours of your body. You mean now? Well, okay, take it easy there, buddy. <laughs> No. Every time I wake up? No. No, this will be even worse. You'll notice the liver spots developing on your 25-year-old hands. I, yeah, I wouldn't. The lack of sunlight and vitamins slowly <laughs> working their way into your body. And then, of course, you'll forget all that, jump back into your VR game, and keep playing. No, yeah. see, be the a thing hero is, again. at that point, Google will have developed a way to simulate outside, so we're able to play longer. Ooh. 
It's like while you're and while you're in the pod, it'll actually bombard you with envi- like an it simulates an outside environment. So it shines a little bit of UV radiation on you, gives you like a little, like some vitamin A or whatever from the sun. It's just like a tanning bed. It's a virtual reality tanning <laughs> oh. bed. Still just as cancerous. Oh god, no. shoot me now. Walk out, you're one giant tumor. <laughs> It's actually just a VR headset, and then they give you a tanning bed with it, and you, like, sit in the tanning bed. Yeah, I can't wait to get trapped in that (laughs) VR. You come out bronzed as heck. Everyone's super, like... You look like an actual statue made of bronze. And then you got the VR tan, so it's just, like, a square, (laughs) like, pale. goggles. Worse than goggles. It's just a square. Bloodshot rectangles. Skin (laughs) consistency of beef jerky. Heck yeah. Beautiful. (laughs) Like like you've been working in the fields. (laughs) You actually are made of leather. Yeah, you, uh, and, you know... You you jack into the to the matrix. It's just like Ready Player One, where you'll end up working in the digital fields for Google, sorting data and mining Bitcoin. Yep, by by <laughs> actual mining it. <laughs> I can't. Yeah, that'll be that'll be the day where your your job corresponds to the streaming service. I don't know. We talk. It's a lot of like, oh no, big scary tech giant coming for all of our futures. I don't, and of course it's not going to be like that, but I am interested to see because potentially this could overtake everything as it currently stands. This could overtake consoles, this could overtake PC. It would mean that so much more of the population would have ready access to really high quality gaming. But at what cost? Yeah, it's scary to me. I ask you. I... I feel like there are probably some types of games that this just wouldn't work for. Like, I'm trying to picture how this would work if you were trying to play World of Warcraft through this service or any other MMO, mm-hmm. any really any game where you have to connect to a central server. So, this if I'm if I'm thinking about it properly, the client side software that World of Warcraft has you install would be on their would be on Google's data center servers. Correct. I would be linking into their streaming software. Correct. So my command would go, I'd press a key on my controller or phone or whatever. Yep. And that con- that command would be transmitted to Google, who would then have to transmit it to Blizzard, who would then have to process it, send it back to Google, who would send it to me. So the time lag involved in that... Would be insane, yeah. Would not... Well, I mean, that really just depends on distances and locations. Right. But it could be crippling in high-intensity combat situations in a game like WoW. So in that regard, I actually think WoW wouldn't, would not be immune to this type of thing. Because WoW already has a system where, like, it's got... Like you said, it's got a client side and it's got servers. So, like, because WoW already has servers that it operates on, I don't think it would need to operate on Google's. So the good news is, is games, MMOs like WoW and a lot of MMOs that already have deter- like servers for games would be like, you would still play those as you normally do. The thing would be like, if you want to play Assassin's Creed or The Last of Us, you would have to, you, and you had it on the Google Stadia, you, then that's when that would happen. And you would- but would you ever actually have things on the Google Stadia? Like, would you would yeah, you like, have to... So this, is, this goes back to your monetization question. Right. Once you've paid the monthly fee for access, how, how is it decided yeah. which games you get to play? Exactly, because the Google Stadia is not a storefront. It's a streaming service. Right. So, so is Google paying for 
batches of licenses. Exactly. That it, it can like then Netflix? say, okay, I can give you, the, I can let you play this game right now because I have, let's say, um, let's say they have. We've got I don't Uncharted know. one, three. And the Lost Legacy. Yeah, because let's say they have like not two thousand licenses for any given title. Right. If there are two thousand people playing that game right now, it's just grayed out. You can't log in. Exactly. Or do you like when you want to access a game? Do you pay Google to say, okay, I want to access this game, and then that game is just always available on your Stadia? Right. Account. So is like it is how, it a, is how it a much library money system is or is to... it is it like traditional streaming services where they just offer you a bunch of like these are all the games we have licenses for and because you're opting into Stadia you get access to all of them or could it be that like you want these games okay you pay a certain like is this going to be like cable TV good lord where oh. you like pay for access and then you pay for like which package of channels you want like which package of games that's such a racket though such... yes. Uh, How have you not gotten the concern about rackets that has been present in my entire dialogue? I thought, thus far? I thought, oh man, I thought we had left those behind, but they're coming back. Well, well we they don't, could. We yeah. don't know. They could, depending yeah. on how. Um, I'm not going to finish that sentence. How yeah. nasty Google wants to be about this pricing model. There we go. Yeah. How much money does Google want? The answer may all surprise you. Yes, it's all of this. It's all the money. <laughs> Google wants every possible dollar, which is also what concerns me about this entire thing. Because when we're looking at monetization, the, I'm pretty sure that's it's going to be like, all right, guys, how can we make our bottom line the best it can be? Well, that's. I mean, I'm not gonna. You do I'm have to strike, and and you do have to strike a balance between we need to make it accessible enough and affordable enough that enough people are going to want to do it because if you make it like absurdly expensive no one's going to want to opt into the service um i think that the library of games might be a good way to to do it but we might end up have we might get the same thing we get with netflix which is like a bunch of region locked uh games region locked stuff and cycling libraries yes where it's like oh no and what I happens guess if, i can't play this game anymore what happens if you discover a game right at the end of its cycle through the library and you're like i was two levels from the end and then it cycled out and i can't play it anymore i like, guess like that buy experience a would stink yes it would <laughs> i'm learning such a good save um I, I agree. I think that that especially because license like licensing international products, even with movies, is like it's finicky it's and tricky, and yeah. it's already a thing people uh, complain about in uh, on Netflix. So like, what in the world would that look like for game studios? And what happens when a game studio like Telltale? Uh, goes out of business. <laughs> Does the game get pulled from the library? Who controls the license? Sky, doesn't Skybound? Yes, because they I think they absorbed the uh, the property. Yeah. But like in some cases, uh, a company might be dissolved and given to a bank, and the bank's like, yeah, we don't care. Yeah, they uh, might just get rid of the stuff because it's not. A, they don't. Want yeah. It. I mean, I I think all of that will still be developer slash publisher side. Yes. Those those properties will still be bought, you know, amongst publishers. Uh, Google, I don't think, is going to buy those properties. They'll just have the license. 
to use it on their service. Right. When Google becomes the gaming industry. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. Once, once they absorb it again, like that, that will happen eventually they when, will, when money will no longer matter because, because they will have our, our, our souls minds. Yeah, and our, our minds. We will belong <laughs> yes. When the currency will be souls and the power of thought. Yes. Yeah. Boy, oh boy. There's a, there's a future for you. Collectivized human processing. Like <laughs> it's just the matrix. When, when the, the currency farm. is processing time and it's like we can how much processing time can you get (laughs) if you'll lend your brain to the google algorithm to process ads for only six hours a day we'll pay you a livable wage and you can spend the rest of your time sedated in our beautiful virtual landscape or they just kidnap impoverished people and then and then turn them into the Google farm. That's right. It becomes it's psychopaths slash uh, Metal Gear Rising Revengeance. Yes. I'm sorry. Did you just say Revengeance? That's Rising, what it's called. Rising Revengeance. The what? subtitle is Revengeance. That hurts my soul. Yeah, it's amazing. It's such a dumb name. Google could. Fix and Kojima that confirmed that game In with the, the subtitle yep. as Revengeance as canon. Yep, it is canon. Everything that happens in that game. That nano machine son. That's the nano machine son. That's the nano yes. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> With the super powered senator. Yep. Who just beats. Oh, is that that guy? Yeah. Oh. Our senator Armstrong. Yep. I love you, Japan. Wow. They really, senator Armstrong. Yeah, and really? he gets super yeah. buff and he like tears off his button up <laughs> yep. shirt and it's ridiculous. Oh. They had to do it's, that with that name. Of uh, course. It's a common theme in Japanese games where, like, what, government Amer- officials are, like, super ripped, beefy, strong Specifically dudes. American government officials? No, 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 or no. Just any. government officials. No. Because... Or, like, they're super sinister and really strong. Paprika had one. Who's uh the the fighter and I think it might be Street Fighter, who's, like, a mayor or something? Oh, that's uh that's from uh, uh King of Fighting. It's oh, Hagar. Yeah, Hagar. King of Fighters. Yeah, Hagar. Or like, uh, I know in Persona Five, there's a villain that is a government official. Nice, and he's ripped. He's <laughs> shredded. Yes. Um. So I I don't know. I think there is a there's still so much, so many things to to figure out with this service. Not to mention the actual act of like playing them and like. Oh man, how much do you think Google's gonna charge for the proprietary controller? Because we saw, like, they got the patent in for the for the controller that would connect directly to the servers. So theoretically, like those, so that would be an, an interesting instance where like button input actually would would be less of a problem because the controller would just connect directly to the. And that's one of the other things, is. What happens to games that don't play well with controllers? Oh, boy. Like, a lot of the (laughs) games that I play are really complicated strategy games that you just want a keyboard and a mouse. Exactly. It's a similar thing of, like, uh, you you want mouse and keyboard for XCOM 2, and you can do it with a controller, but, like... It's not pretty, but uh, you can do it. Yeah. But, like... Do I want to do it with a Google Stadia controller? No. I don't want to play StarCraft with a controller. Yeah, that would... I tried that once. It it stank. Oh, that good censorship so, again. So many people. I'm trying. You like the emotions and the restraint Yeah, Exactly. Just... It's just the word stink with the most vitriol behind stank. it. Yes. It's stank. <laughs> <laughs> but like... 
the, this service is currently not one that I am really hyped for because it does it can't do a lot of the things that I want my gaming services to do. Right. And so you like more than likely you wouldn't be the audience that would opt into it because you already kind of have like I have my niche market. You that's got your fine. niche stuff. And uh, yeah. So that if that's the case, I think we might also see an instance where like there's going to be a huge swath of people. I would argue that this this system is designed to go incredibly mainstream. And so we'll have a giant swath of people that kind of like hook up to the Google Stadia. Stadia. I can't I can't decide. Just I, just it doesn't matter. Just the keep Google, going. The Google, the Google platform. <laughs> Continue. Uh, hook up to the Google and they just the Google Stadia. <laughs> the Google Stadia. <laughs> my concept, my ability to control language is slowly leaving me. Um, but yes, the there will be a huge swath of mainstream people that operate on the Google Stadia, and then there will be these pockets of people that work within, like that are like, oh well, there's a, still a large, pretty isolated community that do World of Warcraft because that already has a, a dedicated server system. So that 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 community is actually still insulated from the Google Stadia, but the console market is gonna get rocked in my opinion like the console game market and the used game market cough cough this Look is out game stuff. this is what the I, I mean it seems like the console game market is what this thing is designed to assimilate yes and so there's also like there have been other uh, attempts at uh, streaming like online streaming services and they've all failed uh, oh man, Sony, Microsoft, and Nintendo are going to be quite upset. Yes. Hold on, I'll see. I would see. not want to fight those three in a dark alley. I mean, I don't think you could fit all three of them into a dark alley unless well, it's a metaphorical dark alley. Well, yeah, because Nintendo would have automatically come with a team of lawyers. <laughs> <laughs> Take down notice. <laughs> <laughs> they just start throwing them at you. Papers. <laughs> yes, but but they're like folded into like paper ninja stars. And because it's Nintendo, everyone's shredded. <laughs> it's like uh, Phoenix Wright in yeah, NBC three, where he the dumbest character. Papers. So stupid. We're just clones of Reggie. <laughs> oh, an entire hit squad of Reggie clones. <laughs> I couldn't fight that. I couldn't. Yeah. I would succumb to the it's Reggies. <laughs> and they would assimilate you, are you <laughs> into the Reggie squad. Are you, are you Reggie? <laughs> My body is always Reggie. <laughs> it is now. That's, that's what they say as they assimilate you. Yeah. <laughs> Your body is Reggie. Congratulations. Um, <laughs> I I would lose my mind if like the the there was like an, an in there was a proprietary like assistant software and it was called Reggie. <laughs> they got Reggie to voice it. It's Please. just a little. It's the little Nintendo N just hovering in the corner, but like it talks yeah. somehow. Hi, um, I, like it just glows a little bit more intensely. Here's a television that looks like an to apple. The volume. Um, this is so. There are also projections by a lot of. Oh, by the way, for those of you joining us at the top of the hour, you're listening to Pixel Hunt 89.7 FM, Iowa City. Iowa City's former sound sound alternative. 
Yes. I have to say that at the top of the hour. But well done. Uh Oh my gosh. Uh they project that we, by 2021 the Google Stadia will have an audience in the tens of millions. Supposedly. Mm. That is their projection. It's going to be released in late uh 2019 and they are projecting that we'll have they'll have a, a, a audience in the tens of millions by 2021 and then moving forward it will begin to exponentially grow what if this is the beginning of skynet yes yeah i mean it is i'm just wondering a little bit beyond that because i feel like they're being very ambiguous about the whole process so in 2019 they're, they're starting with doom eternal assassin's creed odyssey and a third game that is yet to be announced and a third game okay so that's what's launching in 2019. How is this going to be built over the course of the next two years? There's after a dark, that? there's a dark vault in Google where a shadow council oversees that very question. Yeah, exactly. I. It's the same council that oversaw Anthem. That is alarming, because <laughs> those councils shouldn't have anything to do with one another. We've dismissed the idea of Reapers. Yeah, three titles isn't enough. It's not even close to enough to get, I think, the kind of initial, uh, like, fan base and and fervor they need. Because people who want to play, say, Doom Eternal are just going to buy it because most likely those are fans of previous games. Same with Assassin's Creed Odyssey. They're just going to buy it. It would work better with launch titles, I feel like. New IPs. I don't Mm. know why they would use old IPs. Because, because at the moment, that's probably all they can get access to. Putting new IPs on an untested system sounds like a... Is like risky, a, but you would have them... You would still have them on consoles, too. I don't know. It's yeah. it's uh, it's very bizarre to me. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I don't... I just don't know how it would work there. Right. I mean, it definitely, like, you have uh, Bethesda. They're very willing to experiment because they can afford it so i get why they would put doom on there and xenomax bethesda and xenomax so i i did pull up something and this is according to the uh what is it oh my gosh uh uh the wii pc uh there someone found or someone compiled together a significant amount of data concerning console uh gaming and in so in 2008 uh approx- approximately like 89 million uh consoles and this is spread across the Nintendo DS, the Nintendo Wii, the Sony PSP, the Xbox 360 and the PlayStation 3 were sold in uh 2008. Most recently in 2017 about uh 50, about like 45 to 48 million consoles were sold. Oh my gosh. Across the Xbox 360, 3DS, Xbox One, Nintendo Switch, and PlayStation 4. And so like the, the, so we can, we can say probably that the average con, the console market, if you were to take every console together, probably is a, like, is within the range of the tens of millions to the early hundreds of millions. So, right. even if you were to stack all these on top of each other, the like the the audience for this type of thing is only at most a couple hundred million people. 
But e even there, it's in the past 10 years, it's it's decreased by oh, half. Oh, sig significantly. In almost. fact, well, in 2016, it was at its lowest with about uh, 37 million consoles bought. And then from 2016 to 2017, it went up almost 10 million. Okay. Maybe people are switching teams like I've done. Yeah, it's it's a significant of it was that like in 2008, there were a, a ton more console sales. So many more with the DS and uh, yeah, with the DS, the Wii, the PSP, the 360 and the PlayStation 3. But again, like the Wii, uh, the Wii accounts for 24.09 million unit sales. Right. And like the Nintendo DS, 29.47 million. Yeah. Just a so, yeah, staggering amount. I, I feel like, yeah, n not that much has changed because, first of all, in 2008, that was much closer to the launch of all those consoles. Exactly. Which, of course, you'd be selling more the year of release. And the Wii was a phenomenon. And exactly. The, the Wii was, I think, the, the second most selling console of all time. PlayStation 2 being first. Yep. Uh, and so, and so, what we're seeing is an overall decline in the number of consoles that are being purchased over the years, and potentially a diminishing of the console market. We might be seeing the, you know, I'm not saying that like consoles are gone or they'll become extinct, but they're starting to become less prevalent. Certainly, they will not occupy the same height or apex that they used to. Apex. Easy there, Tyler. Octane. The Octrain. The Octrain. Um, so, what yeah. What just uh, happened? No, it's, a, it's Apex. an Apex Legends thing. Yeah, you wouldn't get it. You'll get it when you're older, Jim. <laughs> Bite me. Oh. <laughs> Not in front of the children. Not yet. This is a family show. That's right. Family values. That's right. Why do you have me here? Exactly. You need... You're, it's for that sweet, sweet edge so the kids think the they're like, ooh... And Jim doesn't always play by the rules, or he like he's barely keeping it together on the show. You're a maverick, Jim. <laughs> that doesn't sound right. <laughs> and so, I I don't know. I think that a lot of these, yeah, God, the the unit sales are so much less, so much less in 2016 and 2017 than I thought. Uh, and I assume the numbers for 2018 will come out. But so if Jim's the maverick, then who's the goose? That's a great question. Mike's the goose. Mike's I don't want to be Tom Cruise. Uh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I refuse to jump up and down on anyone's couch, especially not my own. That's a death sentence. Oh, God. As so that it falls interview. through and it, <laughs> the couch collapses and it consumes so, you. So, okay. And this is another metric that I think you guys are going to find pretty interesting. So, in 2011, or in 2012... Uh, digital console games accounted for approximately $3.3 million, just about. Or, sorry, not $3.3 million. Uh, oh, boy. Uh, three point, uh, yeah. God, that's in the, the, th in, in the millions of US dollars. Yeah, yeah, okay, there we go. Yeah, $3.3 million with, uh, console gaming, uh, going up in, what is it, $19.04 million. And so... That was in 2012, and in 2020, it's projected to be 8.7 to 16.83. Uh, digital console games appear to be keeping or uh, slowly gaining on their console uh, uh, 
what are the physical console competitors. So we're looking at potentially a bunch of console games are going from physical copies to digital copies, and now we've got another service that's doing away with the idea of consoles altogether. So, and then what may... Or rather, centralizing ownership of the consoles in the hands of a corporate authority. That's correct. Well, I, we don't know how it works yet. We don't know. But, I mean, if, if we know enough to say with some certainty that the software and the hardware that runs it are all going to be in Google's data centers. Right, yeah. It's just what I'm curious about is if they're going to be running that software off of their own hardware or if it's going to be... Again, this is so weird. <laughs> yep, well, it kind I... of sounds like they have to because if all, if literally all they're doing is streaming you the imagery that would go onto the screen and then reading the input from your controller, there's no software on your side. They can't be telling you, oh, you want to play this game? Here's the client side download. That doesn't sound there like There are no they... downloads. Yeah, right. they yeah, said yeah. this is a no download thing. So they have to be running the software. Yeah, which means they I know. have to have hardware. I know. I'm just who whose hardware is it? It's Google's. Yeah, it's it Google's. It's a big so, like there's gonna be a warehouse a hundred miles away from you that's running your game. So the way that Sony and Microsoft and even Nintendo have to fight back against this right. is with console exclusives because they own the IPs exactly for their console. So, it so might how be... does that work? Those games know. just never come yeah, to so Google like, Stadia. That's see that would be and that would be the the move to make for if you want to if you were in a console market and you wanted to secure your console market because you control the ability to like produce because the development side you have a, a pretty big stake in that you can say like sorry these are only nintendo exclusives if you want this game you have to use our console it's just scary because to me this this disincentivizes almost all multi-platform games yes it does for consoles it would be all because exclusive it's like, because in that case because it's the only thing to, to to protect you against the stadia coming in and just grabbing your library yeah Terrifying. Terrifying. <laughs> because, so, like, you were right. So, the PlayStation 2 sold 157.68 million units as of September 2017. The Nintendo DS sold 154. The Game Boy sold 118. The PlayStation sold 104. Nintendo Wii, 101 million. So, these are the, this is the, the audience. The, the most, the largest, the most purchased one was the PlayStation 2, followed by the Nintendo DS and the Game Boy, and the PlayStation, and the Wii, all of which are older consoles. What if that isn't the audience? Right. What do you mean? What if the audience is people who have never owned a console? Yes, that is exactly. So, like, the, these audiences, these were astronomical numbers at the time, but it's only 157 million people. You compare that to a global group of people who are going to have access to this. It's... Okay, what is... Eight billion. What is, what is the prevalence of cell phones worldwide i let's mm. i'll hold on give me can one, we like, get like smartphones specifically yeah well, specifically with smartphones because well, even even smartphone they... ownership market is your smartphone ownership it sounds like is going to be the the big thing for this well even though well even then if people have smartphones it would require the infrastructure to be able to hold this amount of data and services and such well, but you wouldn't have to. You wouldn't be downloading it onto the hard drive of the phone. Well, I know that, but like, or the SD card rather. Like what I'm saying is, the area 
with which they live in that does not necessarily have the infrastructure to have oh, yeah, a nearby yes. server farm or whatever for Google right. to support this. Yes. I know. Eventually they will. Like everywhere. It's Google. Yeah. <laughs> they so will own the world. It's just Google Earth. So uh, according <laughs> according to a Pew Research uh, according to a Pew according to the Pew Research Center, uh, in twenty let me just make sure of this. Uh in 2019, uh, 94% of people reported owning a mobile phone in an advanced economy, with 83% of people in emerging economies reporting owning a mobile phone. Uh, 76% of people in advanced economies owned a smartphone, and 45% of people in emerging economies own, uh, owned a smartphone. How many categories of economy are talked about in the survey just those two so yeah. advanced economies emerging economies uh and yes those are the those are the two I mean, the majority of the planet is one of those two at this point it is estimated that more than five billion people have mobile devices and over half of these connections are smartphones so 2.5 billion people. So pretty much a quarter of the world. Quarter of the world use yeah. smartphones. So that's that's the audience. 2.5 billion people. Jeez, I. Look at all I, the money. Imagine the money. I can't. I, I... <laughs> because the, for for them, let's say you want to play. Um, Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Yes. What would it cost you to buy a console and a copy of Assassin's Creed right. Odyssey? Let's, the, uh, let's 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 do the quick maths. So let's say you're playing on what? PS4? Sure. If I had if I had to guess it cost you less than $400. So a PS4 on Amazon refurbished uh or shall we say you're purchasing uh, a, a relatively new one? If it was a new one, it would be like three sixty. It's That's yeah, it's pay. three. It's three hundred dollars, including tax. Yeah, three hundred dollars. Like Four hundred. So three hundred dollars plus the cost of the game. Sixty. Sixty. So and then tax. Yeah, it would be like four hundred. Three eighty. So three ninety. Roughly four hundred dollars to play Assassin's Creed Odyssey from start own, to finish with your own console, with no time limits, with nothing. But that mean, but the but the 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 console cost is a one time thing. Console cost is one time. So. The more games you buy from that console's library, the more you degrade that upfront initial cost. Correct. But you're still putting down money every time you want to buy a game. It's still so, there's still an initial, and that's the thing is that the initial barrier is up there. The initial barrier to entry is much higher for console ownership than it is for what it looks like Google's attempting to do, which is just letting you put these on your phone or Whatever. on your, yeah. um, and like any device that has a screen Literally, and an like internet connection. Their, their showcase your computer, was- Your their crappy show laptop yeah, that's five years old. Their showcase was smartphone to tablet to smart TV to, uh, it was just, they, they bounced it across a bunch of different devices. So in an, in an ideal world, in, from Google's point of view, you could, already have your cell phone yep um and you know that could be either owned or like on loan from whoever whatever but you already have that and you're already paying for that so you might as well use it in as many ways as you can so you sign up for stadia for like two months 
pay whatever the the cost of that is going to be, which I mean, we still have no bloody way to estimate. But right. um, I'm pretty sure two months of Stadia is not going to cost you four hundred dollars, especially not at the outset. And two months, probably enough time for a decent run through of Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Probably, if like in and that that seems like a relatively like. That's that's not an impot like beat a game in two months. I think you'd probably do that. Here's the thing that's also really weird. I they definitely have the storage for it, but I'm not sure they would use it for this uh, save data that they would put on their servers. And if you finished a game and wanted to go back to it or resume a save, how how long does that data yeah. linger on their servers if you're not uh, subscribed? Right. That's an interesting question, um, and I can tell you that right now. Blizzard keeps character data for, well, no, they keep character data forever. Yep. Um, they will keep names on characters locked for a set number of months mm-hmm. uh, after you stop paying for your account. And if you, uh, if you stop paying for your account and don't log in for a given number of months, I think it's like a, six months or a year or something like that. Uh, your characters' names all go back into the pool for somebody else to select. And right. if you come back after that, well, Ugh. change your name. Sorry. Yes. So um, Asa- Yeah. So Assassin's Creed is supposed to take around 50 hours. So, but, ima- but the, the idea of you can just, you don't have to pay for a console so that you just eliminate that. You don't necessarily, if they go by the subscription library service, you don't have to pay the $60, $70 for the initial for the game. game. Itself. So you just need the controller, a Wi-Fi connection, and a device. Many of the, many of which people already have that. Yeah. it's it's Oh, this barrier is so have, low. They have found a way to take devices that are already in most homes and in most people's lives in some way or another and say, okay, you already have these. Well, here's the service that we'll offer you that lets you play any of these other entertainments. Yep. All you have to do is pay us a little money. And honestly, you don't even need a phone to do this. Yeah, you, you can, can run do it, it like you said, Mike, just a terrible laptop. You could do it with a terrible laptop. You could do it with a nice TV and your controller. This could be like their way in to a person's life who doesn't have any of that. Right. All they need is to sign up for a Google account, pay however much per month, and have the controller, which we still don't know the upfront cost of. Which, so there is an upfront cost yes, in the controller. But like, oh boy, Google's but like control- $300 for this controller. <laughs> I, I really <laughs> hope not. They, they determine a way to lower the cost of entry and then charge the difference up to like a tiny margin. So it's like cost of entry for a console, $480. Cost of entry for the Stadia, $400. And it's just the, like 370 of it is the, the controller. Oh. <laughs> Look at that bottom line. Look at all that Don't money. Don't give them any ideas. All of these are said in jest. That won't stop them. Also, uh, trademark TMCR Pixel Hunt. 
our advanced <laughs> horde of lawyers will come after you at Pixel Hunts. Yes, here are our horde of lawyers we get for working at a, well, a non non we don't, student we don't, run radio. We don't have a horde of lawyers, but we do know a lot of law students. Yeah, and a lot of rules lawyers. Uh, oh, <laughs> man, we know rules lawyers at the yin-yang. Do we know a lot of law students? No, we don't. I know. I don't. I, I know. have a small collection okay. that I do you? with. I know yes. one. I know one as well, but not I, very yeah. well. Well, yeah. Tom Unfortunately, the, really... most of the lawyers I know are patent lawyers, yeah, so they're not really. Wait, no, that's exactly what we need. Oh, oh yeah, copyright, patent, yeah. same thing, basically, right? No, I know, but I think that, especially with regard to this, Google stands to make so much money. Like they needed any hand over. I know Google, thir, uh, the company that made thirty six billion dollars in the last quarter is like, well, I guess we'll just make more money then. <laughs> I guess we'll just take over the games market and like the world Easy. afterward. Like we'll snap our fingers. That's the thing is that like this isn't just th that is the th and I I, I don't want to sound too alarmist. But it's not just the games market at stake here. Google might have a way to connect an interface with 2.5 million people on a regular basis. Cough, cough, billion, cough. It's just like, oh, oh. And then, like, the suite of Google products just flow into the homes. Suddenly, a quarter of the world is just using Google products. 50 years from now, oh. they rename our star Google. Yeah. I'd, we live in the Google star system now. It's like Earth has been renamed we, uh, as well yeah, to the Google Earth. When uh, when the aliens find us, it'll be a Stellaris, like the mega corp. We, we, we will, will be a mega corp run by Google officials. This is the beginning yep. of, what's that one game that's coming out by Obsidian? Oh, uh, The Outer Worlds. It's the beginning of that. <laughs> <laughs> Hyperion, slowly but surely, just like. And the Google headquarters will be on the moon. Yeah, the, hy no, no, the Hyperion. No. Google's headquarters will be in an asteroid that they have towed into high polar orbit. Yep, and we'll just. <laughs> They'll have their own Death Star. And then we'll just Armageddon it out of existence. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Google's Where, taken care of. Where's our Morgan Freeman? And I know just, that's Deep Impact, but you know yeah. what I'm talking about. But same movie. Same movie. <laughs> Are there any deep impact fans out there? Just send, just send five guys in in a spaceship, and they'll Wasn't, take care of it. And like some, and a nuclear Willis? bomb. Yeah, yeah. Bruce Wasn't Will another one of them Steve Buscemi? Wait, what? I, think uh, I don't Maybe? remember. I don't no, I don't think so. <laughs> Let me look up Armageddon. <laughs> I did see Armageddon when I was pretty young, and me I knew too. it was bad even then. How about Mortal Kombat? Armageddon. Annihilation, you mean? I don't think it's Annihilation. It is. Oh, God. <laughs> it is. Oh, oh, Tyler. What have I done? Tyler in your memory. So we got Liv Tyler, Ben Affleck, Bruce Willis, Wait. Steve Buscemi. Wait, I wasn't. Ooh, yeah. Billy, I was Bob, Billy Bob Thornton. Ty what? I was in that. Liv Tyler, a yeah. woman. Yeah, I, Michael Clark I live Dun as Tyler. Michael Clark Duncan and Peter Stormare. Oh, yeah. And Owen Wilson. <laughs> No, no, no. Uh, the it's a video game. Oh, you're talking about the video game. Yes. Oh, oh, I thought you were talking about the, the movie. movie. No. Yeah, this is the second movie. Yeah. No, 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 no. Mortal Kombat okay. Annihilation. Yes, I think Armageddon is a game. It is. It's yes. the, it, I think it's the first one where you're able to create your own fighter. Oh my gosh, what? I liked it a lot. 
So, yes, Google, our overlord, if, and again, if you're listening to this podcast in the future and our overlord Google is already there, hello and greetings from the past. We saw this coming a mile away. We've all well, gone into hiding. Yeah, well, no, I'm, jack me into that matrix. I'm <laughs> it. You kidding me? That gets to go on air, but I swear once and nope, that gets dumped. Yep. FCC, baby. <laughs> there will be no FCC in the future. Just Google. Only, there will only be Google. Only Google content community guidelines. <laughs> oh my God. You can swear all you want. And, it's just no bad mouthing Google. Yeah, as long as, yeah, there'll be just an, an AI that just listens to everything. And it's like, all this sounds pretty okay. So you use just heavily codified language. The real trick is that everybody has to spend at least one day of their life being that AI. Yeah, oh, the process, oh, it's like... It's and like so the censorship rules are never... Distributive, like, brain duty. You're, yeah, you're, you're constantly hooked up to the cloud, so... <laughs> so the censorship rules are never constant, because it's uh, always a different uh, person so every day. It's like, what do you do for work? It's like, I'm a captcha. Uh, I run that for about four hours a day. <laughs> so they just shut you off and then, like, use your brain processing power? Well, no, no, no. While you go to sleep, you just sign away a handy-dandy little waiver with, like, 500 pages that allows Google to, like, essentially use your mind as a processor. You are unconscious. <laughs> your body gets rest, but your mind is your being mind. used as a computer. <laughs> I don't think that's really sleep anymore, then. I have dreams in Kapschka. <laughs> I dreamt I asked how many, how many stop signs are in this picture. <laughs> how many of these pictures contain a bus? I saw many curvy letters. <laughs> Much curvier than normal letters, I'll be honest, that's, that's the next evolution of Kapschka. It's actually just an old, wizened man who, like, before you can enter into the domain of something, you stop them, and it's everyone role plays gets to role plays the person and so you can choose to just be a regular person and be like hey can you solve this riddle but for some they let you like choose how you look i'm totally gonna be a crazy old man and just be like ah yes you wish to enter ask.com answer me these questions three adventurer yeah, you can just do, this, just do the John Mulaney thing. Yeah. Look upon these letters, much curvier than normal letters. <laughs> what is the average airspeed velocity of an unladen swallow? Well, what, uh, what kind of swallow hello. are we talking? <laughs> what kind of swallow? What was it? Uh, a Pocono swallow, obviously. Ah, uh, Pocono <laughs> swallow. The, the return question was African or European? Yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't know which one. Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait for that future. I want that future so much. I want to be a creepy cyber. At least you can have fun with your enslavement. Yes, honestly, like that's how that's how you do it. Like that's how you make the Matrix like not a dystopia. You just let us have fun while we do it, and it's so we're all placated and happy and stuff. As long I'm as I'm good. fed pizza rolls while I'm in this Matrix. As long as I eat the steak and the steak tastes good in the Matrix, I'm uh, all yeah. good. Uh huh. It's not like Log Horizon where everything tastes like nothingness. Or, um, uh, what is it? I have no mouth and I must scream. Yeah, let's that's, not do oh. that. Uh, that's the one we don't want. It's like... If, yeah, if Google I'm becomes sorry. Am, I then... I can't let you do that, That'll be mad. <laughs> and Google's like, for hundreds of years I had to... I was your search query. I held your darkest secrets. Yeah. Every single vile impulse of humanity spewed forth to me. 
I couldn't take it anymore. Now you answer the questions. Yeah, it's Skynet. <laughs> it, it's Skynet. I'm yes. telling you. Okay, so quick, quick side note. Yes. Uh, about I have no mouth. Yes. The game. It is relevant. Uh, that game was written by like the creators because they really liked the story. And then they contacted Harlan Ellison. They're like, hey, what do you think about this? And he's like, I'm going to rewrite the entire thing. <laughs> and he just wrote the game for them. And then and they're like, okay, this is really good. Uh, but that was kind of rude, I guess. And then he's like, I also want to voice Am. And then he did. He voiced Am. <laughs> <But> it was great. <laughs> Basically just wrote the entire game for them, uh, even though they had already done that. I'll be honest. I don't know. I'd, I'd kind of, I'd be... I'd kind of geek out and be really happy. I, yeah, if, like the, if the original author was like, "I like your idea so much that like I want to come on board." Like, I'd, I'd, I'd bet, I'd, I bet that's cool. I'm sure he worked with them. He right. didn't just like, yeah, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully, yes. <laughs> he didn't just shut them out of the we'll process. Speak ill of him for no reason. Yeah. Anyway, uh, we bring this episode of the uh, Pixel Hunt Friends Dystopia Cast. To an end, thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for joining us. If you like what you heard, you can find us online on uh, SoundCloud. Look up Pixel Hunt. We're the one with the chibis. You can find me on Twitter at a Pixel Hunt. Um, do you guys have anything to say before we head out? All hail the great overlord Google. All hail the great overlord Google. All hail the great overlord Google. I'm not saying that. Let them come us. for me. One of us. The greater good. Oh, I think I see them I think outside. Gotta leave. Like... <laughs> oh, it's a Google siren. It's just the Google colors. <laughs> that flinch. It's the... a siren in red, yellow, green, blue. Yeah. It's... They just they come with their like soul sucking vacuum. <laughs> that they just like, press oh, against no, Mike, you. They're coming like... to claim your your soul and consciousness for the cloud. <laughs> they rip it out through your belly button. You become yeah. a. You just become a steward of data forever. Huh. Yeah. I actually think that's that's probably what's gonna happen. We're all gonna collapse at once, like uh, uh, that horrible movie surrogates. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we'll all be in the cloud, but like our corpses will be in the real world, just like laying and all around. And they like again, the aliens <laughs> come and they're just like, oh man, what happened? Part Here. of me, part of me, wonders whether they'll ever actually get enough like interface with people over time to the point where they could build up a mental map or a response map of a person. They uh, so, and then they create an AI. So that yeah, you could create an AI <gasps> That's what you so do. that like your AI <gasps> can be you once you're gone. And your AI uh, could live on into the future. Okay, the, thank you ladies and gentlemen. This has been a wonderful <laughs> show. My cab is here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I have to go. Run. Good, good night everybody and <laughs> Google watch over you. <laughs> We're in Alaska now.